For those who don't know, Somalia is the easternmost country of Africa. Bordered by Ethiopia, Djibouti and Kenya, the country is known for its adoption of a myriad of both culinary and musical influences from other nations. Reasons for this include its strategic location on the Horn of Africa, which allows the cross-pollination of African and Arabic traditions, along with its colonial ties to Britain, Italy and France. As a result, Somalia enjoys a unique and diverse culture, infused with hints of its history and whereabouts. Join me as we explore both Somali food and music. Somalia's rich and complex culinary tradition has long been hidden from the rest of the world. Reasons for this may be the fact that culinary skills are not written down in the country, but passed down from family member to family member by means of apprenticeship. Another reason may be the Somali taboo against eating on the streets. In Somalia, it's considered incredibly rude and selfish to eat alone in public. Hence, cooking and dining occur solely in restaurants catering to locals and in homes. With regards to food tourism, Somali hotels tend to cater to the foreign palate. As a result of these reasons, Somalia's cuisine has been noticeably absent in culinary diaspora. However, Somali cuisine is a hugely unique tradition, drawing influences from both near and distant cultures. Typical to other regions in the Horn of Africa, centuries of cross-contamination between traditions and lifestyles extending as far as India and as close as Ethiopia have led to a food tradition that plays with the balance between sweet and spicy. Distinctly Ethiopian spice blends such as berbere and midmita make an appearance in Somali cooking. And interestingly, bananas hold pride of place in many South Somali dishes. However, colonial influences have also made their way into Somali cooking. Take for example sugo, a pasta sauce served with spaghetti. Clearly, the country's colonial ties to Italy translate to their food. Northern Somalia's cuisine tells a similar tale, with British influences, such as the presence of dessert pudding, permeating through the food of the region. Both music and food are expressions of culture. Oftentimes, listening to a song or eating a meal from a certain area will tell a story in itself. Clearly, Somali food 
shows how different cultures can affect each other. Now we ask, can the same kind of influences be found in Somali music? Let's find out. Although often mistaken for musics of nearby regions, such as Ethiopia or Sudan, Somali music still maintains a distinctive use of tunes and styles. In addition to this, there are numerous differences between musics of the North and South. In the North, few instruments are used, with the oud lute and reed flute featuring prominently in tunes of the region. However, in the South, a wide variety of instruments are used, such as a high and heavy drum, known as the masonde, varieties of flute, known as the malkad and sinbar, and the double clarinet, or sumari. On top of this, the musical history between the North and South differ to a huge extent, with the first major growth of modern Somali music happening in the British-occupied North during the 1930s. This contrasts the suppression of sonic expression in the South during the same time period. Despite this oppression, numerous protest songs appeared during this era. An example of a highly influential musician and one of the first artists to play the oud in the country, Ali Farouz is a fascinating composer and performer of Somali music. He is known for composing works that speak of Somalia's release from British rule. However, the musician also provides an excellent example as to how European influences have snaked their way onto the Somali musical scene, with Farouz incorporating the violin, accordion and guitar into his music during the 1960s. And he's not the only one. The Somali people have been creating new genres of music, such as Balwo and Hello, from the 1930s onwards. Even though Somali musicians have been incorporating international elements into their music since the mid-1930s, it wasn't until the 70s and 80s that the music saw its heyday, with Somali music expanding well beyond the confines of traditional folk and fusing with non-Somali genres such as Arabic maqam and East African tarab, along with jazz, funk, afrobeat and reggae. The incorporation of so many different genres and so many different locations into Somalia's popular music led to the thriving, bustling capital city of Mogadishu that so many players and listeners hark back to today. Just like their food, Somali performers have assimilated, adapted and adopted other cultural forms and features, making them their own.
to take the words of Brian Simkowitz, the curator of Awesome Tapes from Africa, the way Somali musicians internalized and renegotiated American soul music and jazz is striking to me. The land's geographic location, as a crossroads of so many worlds, has contributed to a unique flavor. Hopefully, this podcast has given you insight into the vibrant and funky world of Somali music and food, with both cultural indicators displaying features of the country's colonial past. Simply experiencing and observing another country's customs can reveal a plethora of information about a different country's way of life. So the next time you find yourself listening to a jazz album or eating spaghetti, you may not be as far from Somalia as what you might think. (laughs) 